You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Welcome to the Coca-Cola 600. How many yards will I use the vault? 20 yards. I don't know, maybe 30. Is it 20 or is it 30? We are dealing with science here. I saw something. There was this... Being a Kingsman is more than the clothing we wear or the weapons we bear. It's about being willing to sacrifice for the greater good. I hope you're ready for what comes next. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Film Studies. I am Sean Taylor. With me today is Mean Mark. G'day, everybody. No catchphrase today because we're kind of doing a bit of a different show. Yeah, we've taken, uh, we took a break here from Film Studies for the last little while. Just, uh, you know, lives got busy. Um, things happen, so. Also, I mean, we did kind of are, are winding down the, um, the, you know, the summer movie blockbuster season, so. Yes, that's true. Um, and coming up the next week, uh, we will have our big uh, Know Your Audience Fantasy Draft finale for the summer. Yes, stay Looking tuned forward for the to results. That. Go put your votes in at Rotten Tomatoes so you can make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think that's going to matter much, but we'll see. No, and I have no numbers today no, I as, uh, as we get close. So I know what the individual movies scored, or at least how they were scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kicking myself for not picking a couple of movies that I wanted to and I should have. Me too. But anyway. But anyway, that's next week, so stay tuned for that. Overhyping. Uh, get ready for that. So that should be interesting. Um, today, though, uh, we are returning with film studies after a good three or four week hiatus, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Summer break. Yep. So we're bringing you three different movies that uh, Mark and I have seen in the last little while. Um, Mark, you want to start us off with a movie called Lucky Logan. Logan Lucky. Or Logan Lucky, sorry. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Steven Soderbergh um, doing a movie about a family called the Logan family. Uh, by the way, we're going to go into spoiler territory with all of these. So, okay, yep. Yep. We'll let you know. We'll give you a chance like I'm doing right now. Um, but uh, really, this one essentially, uh, it whittles down to Hillbilly Ocean's Eleven. Um, actually... Even kind of by the movie's own uh, recognition, uh, they do uh, call it stuff like that during the movie itself. But it's a heist film, as the you know the, the previews have given pretty much given away. They want to rob a NASCAR race, a lot of money, big big money down in the states. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, it is. I mean, the, the Daytona 500 and stuff like that. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So they they want to rob this raceway. Uh, and now I'm going to really contrast and compare it to Ocean's Eleven because uh, Soderbergh did both, if I'm not mistaken. I'll double check that. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Ocean's Eleven, is, right? Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Doesn't, not necessarily the others. Um, if, if not directed, at least written by, I think. Um, but anyway, so where Ocean's Eleven was a bunch of smart, clever, good-looking people against other smart, clever, good-looking people – Basically, smart people doing, you know, that occasionally do dumb things that get them into trouble. Uh, this is kind of the opposite. You have essentially dumb people that occasionally do smart things that lead to their success. Okay. And and that's the fun of it. And that's where really the, you're, you know, uh, at least I was having a good time with with this movie. Um, I went uh, with a family member. We both had a good time. Friend of the show, uh, uh, Big Mac, did not like it at all. In fact, he said he hated this movie. Okay. Did he say why? Uh, you just thought it was stupid. I really didn't get a chance to really get a good debrief on it, but uh, I did want to share that that you know uh, the the opposite view definitely you know and uh, and I know it's getting some feedback uh, like that. I think part of it oh, is that it, it's been unfortunate to be in um, in in really good company, and it's not looking as good. So, for example, 
for this summer, a better heist film, Baby Driver. Right. Right. I, which I would rank above this one as far as a heist film goes. Uh, comedies, you got uh, a comedy with a real big heart in The Big Sick. I know I'm pushing that one again. Yeah. No, yeah. No, it's getting <laughs> yeah. great buzz. So. Yeah, uh, you've had uh, you know Girls' Night out uh, and stuff like that. You uh, you know other comedies, uh, The House, things like that. And then uh, as far as like action movies, well, I mean Kingsman just came out. You've had the Marvel stuff. You've had uh, DC. You know, yeah, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Like you're not getting much better for action than that. So it's uh, it's definitely had some like it, it. It's mixed company this summer is really kind of like giving it it's it's sort of middle of the roading all of these categories right but then again that in and of itself is good i mean it's no hitman's bodyguard okay but but i liked it i i think let's put it this way it's worth a rent there's nothing on it that that screams big screen unless you're really that much of a channing tatum fan but it, i i say it's worth a look it's a good kind of middle uh, like i'm giving it a um uh, I'm giving it uh, seven out of ten uh, tubes full of cash, uh, and once you see the movie, you'll know what I mean. Yeah, by I, that. <laughs> I think I already know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. The well, tubes I mean, that go the, into like the the things that thump? pneumatic tubes. Yeah, yeah pneumatic tubes. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, and that's the thing is that it really has this uh, like that's where they get like little clever things. This are all going some more spoilers. Like they actually consciously take out the debit machine. Uh, system so that way everyone's forced to use cash okay you know what i mean to increase their take right uh they you know they, they have actually two of the people in involved in the robbery are in jail so they actually have to orchestrate a jailbreak go uh do the crime basically pull off the heist or or do their parts in the heist and then they break back into jail as part of their alibi oh okay so you know, you know what I mean, like like clever things like that 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 they haven't done before. Did you confirm Soderbergh? Yes, he directed uh, Ocean's Eleven. I thought so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so he does those very well, and that's what where this movie is going to get some praise for me. It's it, it is Soderbergh conducting a heist film. He's very good at it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, so it's just kind of a different angle on it. Like I said. You're now dealing with more country down to earth folk. I'm not just going to call them hillbillies. That's insulting. But these. They're not high, high educated people. They work at uh, you know hardware stores. The uh, one uh, Channing Tatum's character uh, drives a bulldozer. In he's actually working on tunnels underneath the speedway to help fix something that they okay some trouble they come across. That's where it, that's where it becomes the inside job. But he gets laid off, and uh, you know he he's got a daughter. He's separated. Uh, Katie Holmes looking fantastic. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. I gotta look up Katie Holmes. Holy shit. Katie Holmes plays his ex-wife, looking amazing. Still, uh, just wow. And she plays the hillbilly mom, and uh, not hillbilly again. Sorry, I shouldn't really blue keep collar. saying that. But blue collar, I think, is the well. No, term. she she basically she's uh, she wants to be white collar. She she remarries a guy who owns a car dealership or a chain of car dealerships, and they're going to move to a different state in order to, um, you know make better lives for themselves so that's cool and it's a problem is like bringing the daughter back and forth across state lines so channing tatum needs he he now needs this money he needs a means of getting uh, making it so he can go where his daughter is and that's all he really cares about so okay. it's really yeah yeah so there's there's a heart to this story and there's uh you know there's motive uh at least for him for our main protagonist the rest of the people are kind of uh, somewhat scummy, like you have uh, Daniel Craig playing a guy who's doing hard time deservedly, and he's just trying to, uh, you know, he, he just wants to have something to look forward to when he gets out. He's got five months to go in his stretch and uh, for beating up a guy or whatever. Okay. But, yeah, Adam Driver actually was really good in that, and my, my sister, she said that. She's like, oh my gosh, like she couldn't believe how, how good he was in this, playing an ex-military veteran you know who who actually lost part of his arm over in uh, in Afghanistan. Okay. So so again more heart you have an ex soldier who ends up being a bartender who constantly gets mocked by because of his, you know, he's got one uh, fake hand, right? So Okay. Yeah, very you know what I mean? Yeah, so there's some like I said there's some heart to it. Seth MacFarlane's in this by the way. I didn't know that going in. 
I didn't know that. Thank you, trailers, for leaving something for me. I didn't watch a whole lot of trailers, but I don't remember seeing Seth MacFarlane. He plays an outlandish character who owns a, uh, one of the car... Uh, he Sorry, he owns like an energy drink company, and they're sponsoring one of the drivers, and Sebastian Stan, who we last saw as the Winter Soldier. Okay. Uh, he plays the driver, and everyone's got kind of a funny little angle, and oh, yeah, a couple of characters out of Joe Dirt, you'd swear. Um, so anyway... Uh, okay. Yeah, it, it was fun. I, I actually had fun. It's 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 not perfect, it you know, but hey, it was a good time. So seven. So, so it's not groundbreaking, but it's um, it's a it's a Sunday afternoon kind of movie. Yeah, and there's there is a twist to the ending too that was that was nice. It kind of caught me. Uh, you think it's the character's gone one way and he's gone a different way ish, and yeah. So anyway, I don't want to give that too uh, that away, but it it was I was like, oh okay, very very nice. So there's some more cleverness to it. So okay, that's the thing. It was it was a smart movie, set in a place where you know, not known for its intellectuals. Okay, and that's what kind of makes it fun is because these these you know, it's the term blue call yeah, yeah yeah the blue the blue collar yeah the blue collar people are actually coming up with really good ideas and get, and doing and they're fooling all the white collar people. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So seven out of ten. All right. Yep. <coughs> uh, we'll take a we'll take my turn into the one movie that I was able to see this week. Um, and that was uh, of course it, Stephen <coughs> King's it. Um, and uh, I've seen the original, and I have to tell you, I don't think it's very good. Um, I don't think it's very scary. And I always question people uh, when people say that you know uh, the the original movie made them afraid of clowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I my immediate response is why? <laughs> because that movie's not scary. Uh, and I will say that Tim Curry gives a classic performance. Okay. Um, however, it's a made-for-TV movie. It was on ABC, which is owned mm-hmm. by Disney. So you can imagine how scary it could be. Um, on a TV budget, no less. On a TV budget. Now, it was three hours total. Um, that's without commercials. And Yeah, so it was a two-night event, wasn't it? It was a two-night event. And yeah, because that would stretch it out to like four hours with commercials. Yeah, and the book itself is over a thousand pages. So it, it, it's a lot of uh, stuff to sort of push into a movie. Um. And so I was very, I, I don't even think I picked this one for our uh, Know Your Audience fantasy draft. Um, I have to go back and check. I, I think I may have, but I think I picked The Dark Tower instead. And I wish I had picked it. Mm-hmm. Um, Me because too. this one came in, I came into this movie with a lot of hype. Uh, a lot of people telling me it's really good. So I had a, a very high expectations and it, and it surpassed it. This is one of the best horror movies I've seen in a very, very long time, and I've wow. and I feel very fortunate because I've I've gotten to say that at least three times in the last two years with Get Out <laughs> and uh, what was the one last year? I forget the I forget the title. Um, Don't breathe. Oh yes. Um. So. Yeah, it's. I, I it's the, it's the classic story with the exception of there's no the, if you remember the old one. Have you seen the old one? Oh, it's been ages. Okay, but, I may. I think I was old enough that to to watch that original ABC run. Right. So, well, basically, um, it's a killer clown that uh, terrorizes these kids in Derry, Maine, um, when they were kids, and then when they're adults, it comes back. Um, wait, wait, wait! It's set in Maine. <laughs> yeah, I know Stephen King <laughs> set in Maine. I know shocker of all shockers. I know. Yeah, really. Uh, but this movie does it properly. It opens up. I don't even think there's a title card, to be very honest. I know there's and that's no op- kind of cool when you can do that. Yeah, there's no opening credits, and I don't think there's a title card. There may be a title card. Don't hold me to that. Um, I saw this on Tuesday. We're recording this on Sunday, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it sets the tone. It sets the characters. Um, and the one thing you find out, and spoiler territory, I mean, if you haven't seen this movie by now, you're probably not going to, I would think. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I still want to because of all the buzz it's getting, but at the same time, I'm not rushing out to the theater yet. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, is that your fear of clowns kicking in? Uh, apparently it didn't affect me that much. I, I ended up being a stand-up comedian. I'm basically a clown. So. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, Bill Skarsgård does a great job as, uh, as Pennywise, the dancing clown. Um, it's a much creepier performance. Tim Curry did the best, I think, that he could have done with what he was given. Uh, like I said, it's a TV show, it's ABC, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a small budget. But, I mean, you look, you look back at that one, he looked like Bozo the Clown. For those of us old enough to remember Bozo the Clown, um, and 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 when he was the clown, he was very, uh, I'm gonna say clownish, uh, very smiley, waving. He had balloons. Um, it was kind of a comedic performance rather than a scary performance. And the only thing that really was scary about it was the was sort of when he would open his mouth and he'd have these big sharp razor teeth. Um. And that was really only it, but at the same time, when I was watching, when I watched the original so many years ago, all he does is open his mouth. And it's just like, ah, you know, and it's just, that's not scary because you just, okay, well, dude, run away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, not, yeah. so it's not really scary to me. This one has threats. The, he comes after the kids. He chases the kid. He grabs the kid. Um, and the famous opening scene where he, the, the one kid is chasing his, uh, paper boat down the thing and he talks to him in the drain. He rips the kid's arm off. Oh yeah. And it, and it, and they show it like, <laughs> like this is a hard R like this is, you know? Yeah. Um, and the kids too, you, like you find, and I know this bothers you too, uh, but kids in movies who talk like adults, right? Hmm. The writers who are adults are unable to separate their adult voice from their child voice. Um, from the story that they have to tell. Exactly. They're trying to get a certain amount of exposition out, right? Right. But but these kids are talking in a way that only adults would. The kids in this movie talk like kids. Um, now, they're... And, 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 and they're not movie kids, either, because movie kids don't say fuck. Don't say shit. Don't say goddammit. These yeah. kids do. So when these kids are on their own, away from their parents, they're cursing up a storm. They're using words they're not allowed to. Um, they're making sexual innuendos, that kind of thing. Um, and and that just creates a, a bond of realism with this group. Um, and of course you get and of course you get the supernatural things coming in and out. There's a couple of really great scenes where Pennywise goes after the kids and, and scares them. Um, and uh, it's it's I, I walked out of the theater going, this is how this movie was meant to be told. And the thing about this movie is it only covers the part of the story with the kids. They're not adults in this movie. They don't jump or f- jump forward or flashback or anything like that. They just yeah, do the kids. Because I seem to remember John Ritter was involved in the John original Ritter. One, right? Yeah, he was uh, he was in the original one. The and, late great John Ritter. Yeah. Yeah, and. Like in the original one, it starts with the adults and they tell the kids' story through flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it was so ridiculous too because even the original, um, the one kid is a, um, a hypochondriac and he has a puffer, those little puffers, right? <laughs> and they defeat Pennywise in the in the first half of the old movie by the kid pretending that it's battery acid. And shooting the puffer at the clown, and the clown's like, "Oh, he's pretending it's battery acid. That's killing me!" Ah, and I'm like, "That's stupid." Yeah, <laughs> like, that's dumb. That's dumb. Like, how, how is anyone afraid of this? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, but like, it, like in this movie, um, and it gives a whole new meaning. And I won't spoil this for you, but it gives a whole new meaning to the phrase "They all float down here." Okay. Okay. Because when you've when, when, when Tim Curry says the line in there, and, and he says it off, often enough, you think it's just, well, he drags them into the sewers, and there's water in the sewers, and they float. There's a whole other meaning to it down here uh, in, in this one, which makes it better. And, and it's actually a really creepy scene when it's uh, shown. Um, and, yeah, like I said, this one, uh, I texted Tex after this movie because she wanted nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> um, and I said, I said, I just got out of it. I said, it it was amazing. 
but you would have hated it <laughs> for all the right reasons. I said, she goes, yeah, probably. And I said, yeah, every time one of the big scares happened or something creepy happened or one of the things that with the characters and their parents would happen, I'm like, yep, Tex would have hated that. Um, and there's a lot of realistic scenes as far as the parents go. One of the father, the father of the daughter is very molesty. Um, and, and they push the boundary on it. Uh, they don't push it too, too far, but they, but they push it. Um, and it creates that sort of feeling of uncomfortability in the audience. Um, I could even hear it from the other people in the audience, you know, people going, Oh, you know, and people reacting to it. And in a horror movie, that's what you need. You need, Un- you need the audience to be uncomfortable. You need them to be on their on their defenses because that's what brings out the scares. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are jump scares in this movie, um, but I think they're used effectively. Okay. Um, there's creepy scares. There's uh, background scares, like if you see something moving in the background that the characters don't see. There's some. There's some of those in there. Um, and overall, I, I think it's it's done very, 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 very well. Um, I liken, I, I'd like to say that this, this movie compared to the old movie is like the dark Knight compared to the sixties Batman movie. Oh, okay. It's that much of a difference. That okay? paints a big picture. It's, I get you. It, it's I like, get you. It's like living in Kansas and then waking up in Oz, you know, like, wow, yeah. this is completely, totally different. And this is the way it's supposed to be. Now, let me ask, did you ever read the book? I never read the book, no. Okay. But, okay, so but based on what you told me, though, it's basically they took the concept that was originally intended, and they were able to let them off their leash, ergo, much better. Yes, and of course, some of the things, some of the more controversial things in the book are left out as well. Um, like, I guess in the book, the girl has sex with all the boys in one giant orgy scene. Oh. Yeah, well, because, you know, it was written in the 80s, and... Stephen King like cocaine. I assume. Sure. I assume. Uh, it was the <laughs> 80s. That's a pretty safe bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of that left out. The werewolf, I guess he changes. Because he... Basically, um, Pennywise is the embodiment of your fear. So whatever mm. you fear, that's what he can change into in order to scare you. And he does that on a number of different times. So he's not always oh. a clown. But he's always coming out as your fear. Ah. Um, and so the whole story is about, you know, overcoming your fears, um, you know, coming together as a group, working together as a group. Um, the bully who looks like a much, a much, much younger Kevin Bacon. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, when I thought, well, if they're going to do an adult version of him, I think they need to get Kevin Bacon. Like they need to get him. Ooh, maybe they will. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I don't think so. But you have to see the movie. Uh, uh, after all the praise that it's getting right now? Yeah. Anyway. I highly, but. highly, highly recommend this. Um, some people don't like it, uh, to be honest. I've heard people that say they don't like it. Uh, Tex has another friend who saw it. She says she hated it. Um, I think that, uh, to be honest, if you're like me and you didn't like the old one, you're probably going to like this one. If you loved the old one, you have to be able to forget that one in order to like this one. Because it is very different. Uh, the tone is very different. Um, it's not a perfect movie. Um, there is okay. a couple of things. Like the tone shifts um, from scene to scene a couple of times that are kind of jarring to the mind. Um, so, you know, it, it it's not flawless, but it is pretty fucking damn good. You know what I mean? By the way, do do they use the same framing device of the flashback? No, they don't ever use a flashback. Okay, good, because that never works in a horror movie or any movie where your life is on the line. Because if you have three adults standing around talking about that time that they their <laughs> lives were in danger, <laughs> yeah, and there's five kids, and once you get all everybody's name, you're like, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. these three are never in danger, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I now call that, by the way, Peggy Carter syndrome. But anyway, Peggy Carter syndrome. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, Agent Carter from Captain America. Right. She got her own TV series. The problem is, every week when she was facing the danger of the week, she was never in danger because 
the next no. Captain America movie, we know she dies at like yeah. 90 something years old, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So she's never truly in danger. Neither is Howard Stark or, you know. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So. Let me just kind of the, to the detriment of that series, unfortunately. But uh, I wanted to uh, to give some props here. Sophia Lillis uh, plays Be- Beverly. She plays the girl. Okay. Um, she's going to be good. She's going to be big. Okay. Um, One to watch. Bill Skarsgård does very, very well. Um, chosen Jacob. He was the he was the chosen or token black guy in this movie. Uh, very good. Uh, I really liked him and. Um, one of the kids, Jack Dylan Grazer, played Eddie in the movie. I really liked him, too. Um, they stand out, too. Actually, a lot of the kids stand out. Jeremy Ray Taylor uh, as Ben, the fat kid. Um, really well done. Um, the only one I really didn't like was sort of um, Richie Tozer, who was uh, the character's name. He's um, sort of the brash kid. Uh, he was played by Seth Green in the original one. That character. Oh, okay. And he grows up in the original to be a stand-up comedian. Um, I think it might turn into something different here, but um, overall, no. This one, it's two hours. There is kind of a false ending. Um, I can't really describe it. I'm, you just have to see it. You'll okay. Like you'll know when it happens. There's a big sort of action set thing, and you think the monster, you think Pennywise is defeated, but no, the third act has yet to happen. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it, it kind of threw me off, and I was kind of like, oh, wait. Well, I checked my checked my phone. I'm like, there's still time left. All right. Let's see where this goes. And then it goes even further. Um, if, there, if I do have one criticism, I think that that particular... Excuse me. I think if I have one criticism, it's that particular um, action scene, I think is slightly better than the last one. Oh, so you have a really good action scene, but it doesn't finish things in a climax. Right. So I think it it may peak the film just a little bit too early. Uh, like the final uh, one isn't okay. it, it, like it isn't too far below, but it is below. Um, so I, that's one criticism. But I'm nitpicking. Um, this movie's very very good. I highly highly recommend it. Um, and I can't wait to see the attempts at the Pennywise costumes coming out this Halloween. Oh. Um, Halloween, uh, Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, in the end, I very much enjoyed this one. Going to give it nine and a half red balloons out of ten. Wow, and I think that's one of the highest scores you've given this season. Yes, I think maybe it may be, this, it may be the anyway. highest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, wow. Wow, huge praise. Loved it. Loved it. Highly recommend it to anybody. Um, That's pretty much what I'm hearing. I haven't heard a lot of detractors. No, I haven't heard many either. I know that there are some. Um, oh, it's going to be with anything. Yeah, but the one thing I will say is just detach yourself from the old one if you've seen it. Uh, you know what? For me, I know it's been long enough that I was like, well, there was a clown and I think uh, John Ritter was in it. That's pretty much all I remember from <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like John Ritter. You know, <laughs> he, was, yeah. he was a great actor. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah, okay. Jonathan Brandis was in it. Seth Green was in it. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, right at the beginning of their careers, yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. So that's that's my take on it. Please, please go see this movie, and it's doing very well. Um, it's been number one at the box office for two weeks now, or at least it was. Oh, it's got, like, the next movie we're going to talk about is the only thing that might give it some competition. Uh, and it has. The, the one you're going to talk about has overtaken it at least this weekend. Which is to be expected on an opening weekend, but not by much. But think about this. It is now the number five highest grossing movie of the year. And they, I mean, this is right behind Spider-Man, which has done gangbusters. Yeah, it's behind Beauty and the Beast, Wonder Woman, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. So that's I think two, we're looking at the same page right now. <laughs> yeah, that's two MCU movies, a DC movie, and Disney. I'll yeah, take and, fifth place on that one. <laughs> well, so basically, yeah, DC... And all Disney. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're behind Warner Brothers and Disney, that's that's not bad to be right behind them. There's a yeah. lot of studios that would have loved that spot. Yeah, that move that it. And I'll, I'll finish off with this. It had it was much much better than it had any right to be. Oh. It's kind of the same thing I said about Baywatch, although I don't like that movie as much as I do this one. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, but it's, it's a sliding scale. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Now, Mark, you saw one. I was supposed to see this today, but I had a long day. Things popped up in and out, and I had to. I'm I'm hoping I'm going to get to see it this Tuesday. You saw Kingsman: The Golden Circle. I did. I did. Yes. Now I'll tell you. I I I have trepidations about this. I'll set you up for this, Mark. Okay. Um. I loved the first Kingsman as you as you did, and I know as Tex did. Absolutely. Um, great action movie. I I listened to it the other day at work. It was uh, a, <laughs> a great a great listen. Um, my main concern watching the previews with this movie was that they saw this successful movie that kind of came out of nowhere because mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of hype going into it. And I think it looks to me like Hollywood wanted to jump on the bandwagon and add in a bunch of stars and then bring it to America. And the last time they did that was Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And I wasn't all that impressed with that particular movie. And I don't think you were all that impressed either, right? If I'm remembering correctly? It it didn't live up to the Harry Potter series, which was, yeah, the predecessor, yeah. Yeah, and that exactly is my concern. So, am I right? Am I wrong? Mark, you tell me. Uh, so this, based on, uh, this is technically comic book movies. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, uh, Icon Comics out of the UK uh, was the publisher. Mark Miller, or Millar, depending on how you pronounce it. Um award-winning writer and uh like he wrote the comic book civil war or at least had a a part of it a hand in that the the comic book series civil war uh he wrote he wrote for everything from like spider-man superman justice league uh you know this guy if his name is on a comic book it's a good it's a good pick he wrote kick-ass um okay and yeah he wrote the kick-ass comic book which then got adapted into movies right so that's what we uh, basically that property brought us back again here to the secret Sur- um uh, well not just the secret service but the um the golden circle now so basically it it deals and here's the thing i this was handled much better the whole coming to america thing okay. because it deal it deals with the idea of escalation um basically the idea that if a if the kingsmen were ever to really be found out they would be a real threat and a target and something that needs to be eliminated. And okay. Sim- yeah. Similar to how the dark Knight deals with that top, um, that topic of escalation where crime is bad in Gotham, a cape, a costume guy shows up to fix it. Well, now another costume guy shows up as escalation, right? Through the Nolan series. That's kind of the idea of the first two. Okay. Yeah. That's where this is set up. And so then, Unbeknownst to the Kingsmen, and here's the big hook, is that they didn't even know, at least the modern-day Kingsmen didn't know they had American cousins. But their right. forefathers had the foresight that when America was being discovered, that it's a good it's a good idea to have, you know, a similar type thing over in the States. Okay. So it's handled better. It makes sense. Yeah. It's, and I, it's and handled I got better. that. Mm-hmm. Um, how does it play out? Uh, well... Th- it play it plays out really nicely because just like the first one, and I went back and I actually watched the first one uh, the day after I saw this one, the second one, and was able to kind of and by the way, watch the first one again because you're gonna get a bunch of callbacks. <laughs> okay, I'm very familiar with the first one, so I mean little details like do you remember what the little insignia looks like that had the number that Exy was supposed to call in the first movie in case he had trouble. Well, you better go look it up because it's going to show up. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. I started when I went back for the rewatch of the first one. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're calling that. Oh, they're calling that back. Okay. Right. And and that's fine. That's fine. Let's take us back to the same place. I don't mind that as much as some people do if it's done well. And it yes. is. It's handled nicely. Like that insignia all of a sudden becomes important again as a means of, of finding out about the statesman. So, okay. um yeah, and now I'm going to, like, I hate the marketing departments because, again, they spoiled the return of Harry Hart, which I thought yes. would have been a huge boon to leave out. Yeah. I I really think they, they were selling it on, uh, of course, um, 
uh, er, uh Taron Eg- Eg- Egerton. Mm-hmm. Egerton, yeah. Egerton, yeah. Yeah, Mark Strong. You know, they've they've already established their characters. Uh, they're introducing, uh, you know, um, uh, Julianne Moore into it. Uh, you know, what I mean, like you really didn't need to. Oh, Channing Tatum, of course, Channing in Tatum. it. Isn't Halle Berry in it too? Halle Berry, yeah. See, on all that alone, you didn't need the reveal that Harry Hart was coming back. Yeah, I agree. And, and it would have added so much more to not know that we're going to see him. Because uh, as you're watching it, and once you, you meet the rest of the statesmen in the movie, you're like, yeah, yeah, where's the part where Harry Hart comes back? Yeah, okay, okay. And how is that going to all resolve itself? And it does take a bit longer than expected. So uh, really, again, I think a big misstep. That it should have been really, revealed, really, yeah. Really, it shouldn't have been revealed. You had enough to sell the movie. You didn't need to sell it on on uh, on him coming back. Um, it's played for some fun humor, but also some serious stuff too, because he got basically injured with, uh, obviously by being shot in the face. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and the, it, the how he comes back is is actually done with with some heart, not just played off for jokes. Okay. They, well, that was yeah. my question. Is is I, as I know, uh, Harry Hart does come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my question to you was, is it, is it believable and is it, is it done well, I guess is the overall question. It, okay. In the, Don't in spoil the spirit- it cause I do, cause I do want to see it. Like I said, I want to see it this Tuesday. So, well, I, I will say this in the spirit of, and this is the thing you've got to like the other reason to go back and watch it is to get back into the spirit of the movie, which is like, generally speaking, if they need a gadget, they can pretty much figure it out. Right. Okay. So in the spirit of that technology, they figured out a way. It's not always perfect. It's not always the ultimate solution. Obviously, there's the human element that has to be involved in there, right? So the Kingsmen themselves need to be good. It's not just about the gadgets, right? That's, right. If you want that, go watch Inspector Gadget. Um, yeah. See, I've always, I, I've always thought of the Kingsmen as a mixture of the comic book genre and the spy genre. It absolutely coming together is. is. So I, I, I know if there's a, if there's a magic bean that I need to swallow. I'm probably going to be more apt to swallow it. So, well, and it's it's no, um, it, it you know it really brings uh, brings to the uh, to a point the reason why they call their gadget guy Merlin. Okay, you, you're starting right? you're starting to get a you're, okay you're starting to get a little detail, but I appreciate it. Not, well, no, I'm just saying like uh, with these gadgets, it, it might as well be magic. You know what I mean? Like, right, you, right, right. Yeah. yeah. But actually, it's it's not even him that invents this stuff. But anyway. Okay. So it's handled that way, but it's not perfect. So that leads to some conflict. And there's actually a character arc built in for Harry's return. Things okay. That he, he has to yet overcome. He's not just immediately back up and running. So Okay. That's something to watch for. That's actually a, rather a, kind of an interesting subplot that's going on that creates conflict throughout the movie. Uh, when, once he does return my one big problem. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm sorry to have to spoil this one for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. You can stop now. It's fine. What a big waste of Channing Tatum. I kind of wondered if that was going to be because everything that I saw in the trailer seemed to be all in the same location. Uh, there's a bit of globe trotting. Okay. Yep. Yeah. No, no, this, this one, I mean, they go to America for help, but they don't stay there very long. They've got other places to go. Okay. Yep. Yep. To, to, in order to like, cause the bad guy isn't in America. Um, there's a, there's a, a big, big clue and something they need not in America, but not where the bad guy is. Right. Of course. So like a bond movie, right? That's your, right. where your 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 world hopping spy genre. Right. Um, your Indiana really Jones in. kind of your Indiana Jones, yep, your James trotting. Bond, absolutely. Yep, yep, so a bit of a bit of world traveling, which is cool. I mean, it just kind of it's not all just in Tennessee or wherever, you know. So, yep. which is great. Okay. Uh yep. And then um uh but they, you know, Channing Tatum gets put on ice for a fair bit of this movie. And okay. I was like, well, why? Why'd you hire this guy? You probably yeah. paid a hefty sum. My only thought is that you actually give a shit because it's Channing Tatum. That's all I'm going to say. Is is it uh, is it also kind of like big Hollywood celebrity book, booking too? I, that's my point, yeah. Stunt casting, that's what, I think they That's, call I it. think, what I'm saying is that this particular character, you need to care about him because he's not going to be in the whole thing. 
So okay. let's let's shortcut that by giving you Channing Tatum in a cowboy hat and boots holding the rifle. Right. He they showed you his one big action scene. I'm gonna say that. Okay. And in the in the trailer, right? They showed that one. Right. So, yeah, and that was a that was a disappointment I think because the, his character because Tatum's actually a good actor. Like I saw said before, I saw Logan Lucky. Channing Tatum was great in that. He played not just the 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 comedy parts, the action parts, but the sensitive moments in Logan Lucky. But the the scenes between him and his daughter were some of the best in the whole movie. Okay. In in that movie, in yeah. this movie, he's wasted. This is. Okay. But like I said, the the guy who did a good job though, um, he's, I guess he's best known for being in the show Marcos, Narcos, excuse me, uh, Narcos. Um, he plays one of the other statesmen. Uh, the actor's name is Pedro Pascal. Okay. Um, I didn't realize that I'd seen him before, but in his list of credits, he was in Game of Thrones as Oberyn Martell, I believe, uh, also known as the Viper. Nope. Sorry. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big. I'm a big fan. Uh, but then I'm. I'm one of those people where the name just doesn't. Do you remember the the big fight, the mountain and the viper? Oh, in the arena. Yeah. 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 He was the small guy. Oh, well, he was um, small. Small by comparison, I think. <laughs> wasn't he the one from the women's tribe there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so he was fantastic in that. And yeah. He's really good in this. His uh, his, his character uh, whiskey. That's the that's their naming convention. They're not named after Knights of the Round Table like the British are. They're named after liquors because the statesmen are in the liquor business, not the tailoring business. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Which again is all given to you in the trailers. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So anyway, but he he was fantastic in that uh, in this. Uh, so and he gets to be <laughs> he gets to be in more of the movies. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, that's all I want to say. To be honest, there there's actually one character who's in this way way more in fact i didn't even know that that i'll say it's a he but that's it i'm gonna say there's someone in here don't look it up on imdb right right okay sure there's a character in this movie who i didn't know was gonna be in the movie and is in the movie way more than i thought and it was funny i I think this this movie does maintain its sense of humor Okay, good, um, good. I was going to ask about yeah, that. Yeah, they're not trying to be super serious, morose, uh, everything sucks Bond movie, kind of like how the modern Bonds have gotten a bit. Yeah, they've become very uh, Mission Impossible to me. A little more dour. Yeah. Um, this one does maintain its its cheek, uh, hence the callbacks, hence the there's a lot of stuff played off for fun and comedy. Just roll with it and you're going to have a good time. Okay. I did, I did. Uh, like, I had like an eight and a half good time. Okay. <laughs> I actually ate eight and a half bottles of Statesman whiskey. <laughs> okay. Out of 10. Fair enough. Okay. So that's three solid recommends, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ranging from your kind of mid road to, yeah, depending on uh, taste. to the excellent. So yeah, you depending have, on taste. Absolutely. So you have a comedy, a horror, or an action film. Um, we did... Let's put it this way I, I'm glad I picked the Kingsman for my picks. Okay. Yeah. I think it's going to do very well. So. Well. Oh, don't go looking now. No, I already have, but... <laughs> oh. Yeah, well... <laughs> let's, let's say the audience might save you there. Um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, is, is, is it still sort of the British humor? Because the Kingsmen were... Well, the one thing I loved about the Kingsmen was it was the British style of humor. Very subtle, uh, mostly verbal, uh, very... Um, stoic, very straight man kind of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that stay in there, or is there kind of the yeehaw American thrown in too? You get the contrast. Okay. So the Kingsmen are the Kingsmen, and the Statesmen are the Statesmen, and then there's the there's some stuff played off for comedy. The differences between the two countries. Okay. Whereas, okay. and the, but yeah, Fair luckily, enough. and I don't mind spoiling this. Luckily, you don't have the Kingsmen turning into Statesmen. They maintain who they are. Good, good. As because yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, why do another one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, interesting. On mo- over on movie fights, they they. I saw had it. A movie fight. Yes, uh, I was a big fan of the one. Uh, uh, let's go to China. Let's get Jackie Chan as some sort of you know Chinese version of the Kingsman. Right. Yeah. Fuck so, yeah. Yeah. For those of you who haven't seen it, they do, the movie fights they do. Uh, 
basically it's, it's an opinion fight. And one of the questions was, what other country should have a, a Kingsman-style um, group? Branch. Branch, yeah. yeah. Branch, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for basically a third movie, what other country should they go to now? Since they went, you know, England, then England to the U.S., where should the Kingsman go next? Right. And the other good idea, which wasn't, because I was watching this live, actually, but I was, so I was watching the YouTube uh, yep. comments. And the other great idea, too, which w- would be awesome, would be Australia, because you'd have Hugh Jackman. You would have... Oh, I see. All, you, you would have Russell Crowe. You would have all of the Hemsworths. You, you know, That's true. You'd ha- you'd have Margot Robbie. Yeah. All Australian-born. Yeah. I think they would have... They could make a wicked Kingsman team right there. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I agreed with Spencer. I would have liked to have seen Canada. Uh, okay, he got a little too insulting for my taste. Yeah, That's he all. did. He did. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we'd have like, like we would have George St. Pierre as our big fighter. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, George St. Pierre, we could get in. Um, Mike Myers, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling. You could bring in, uh, bring back uh, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, to play the sort of that mummy style character, not his Dudley Do Right character. No, no, no. Um, and don't call him the Mounties. That's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're already using that actually in real world, so yeah. never mind. Maybe yeah. you'd have to call them the Moosemen. The Moosemen. <laughs> I, I don't know what you call them, but um, that's just me wanting to, uh, my country to be on the world scale more. Ab- yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, Brazil, I know. I, I know. Think I, is a dumb idea, but uh, the, it leaned a lot on capoeira, which is a cool fighting style. But I don't know. Yeah, the only other one I thought would have been Japan. Ooh, and get yes. the, and get the ninjas, or the, or, or the shinobi, right? Yeah, oh yeah, samurai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that, those are the movies we saw. Um, we didn't uh, see Friend Request, or at least I didn't see Friend Request because I saw it two years ago when it was called Unfriended. Um, yeah, yeah. That that I, I was like, I thought I saw, I thought this already came out. I literally thought it was the same movie. <coughs> It is basically the same movie, just told in third person, not first person. <laughs> oh, um, oh, well, oh, well. <laughs> pardon it's, moi, you know? it's unpopular girl commits suicide, mm. um, and chases at, and hunts the uh, popular girl and all her friends uh, from the afterlife. Oh yes. Uh, wow. See any good trailers? Have so I, I seen any for, good trailers? I because before Kingsman, I saw a really good one for the new Tomb Raider. I did see the new Tomb, Tomb, Tomb Raider one. That's Alicia Vikander. Alicia Vikander, who is excellent in Ex Machina. So yes. I'm really looking forward to that. Yep. For sure. Now, we are hitting a big stride of movies that we're going to be seeing. Um, yeah. Do you have the list there? Uh, I will get it. In short order here. Uh, let's see who can get it first. Here Got it. <laughs> um. Oh, I might not have the updated one. Nope, that's okay. So the next one, I don't know if you're in for Flatliners. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah. And I'm not sure what there is in flat in this new Flatliners. See, this might end up being the opposite of it. Okay. Because I think Kiefer Sutherland and company really you know, hit a home run with that. I, I, what else are you going to say? What else can you bring to yeah. the table? Yeah. Literally the table. Yeah, so there'll be a couple of weeks then uh, before we get back with our film studies. But don't worry, we have you covered. Uh, we have uh, coming up our twenty. Our we have coming up our two thousand seventeen retro spook dig. Um, so we've taken a look at the Nightmare on Elm Street series, the Paranormal Activity series, um, Halloween, Halloween series. Um, we were initially going to do Child's Play this year, uh, but that was Tex's idea. And unfortunately, she's not back from her um, short break here. She's working uh, very hard um, and is unable to sort of sit down and record with us. She will be back. She wants to be back. She misses all of our listeners. Um, Want to make sure she's, she hasn't left you. Uh, she's still with us. We're just waiting for her to sort of, her, her job to sort of, even keel out so that so that she can come back. Um, hopefully, Mark and I can fill the space. So, uh, we're leaving that one so that she can be a part of that one. And since I know she won't want to do this one, this is a good opportunity to do it. 
Uh, we're taking a look this year at the Saw series. Yes, if I may. <laughs> <laughs> Back when it first came out in, what was it, 2004. Thank you. Uh, there was a trend that was started because that movie actually debuted on my birthday yes. in 2004. And there was some interested parties that wanted to go see it. And I was like, oh, hey, uh, let's go out for my birthday. They're like, great, there's this new movie, Saw. And I was like, okay. So I saw it and liked it. But then it kept happening <laughs> yeah. year after year after year. And they did not get better year after year after yeah. year. And so then what became what started as a bit of a gag became a cruel joke. Yeah. Seven years I had of <laughs> ill birthdays. <laughs> so you now it's my turn. gone to the movies, dude. Uh, yeah, sure. Then I would have went to the bar to drink on my own. But anyway. Well, they would have met uh, up with you two hours later. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, you, you, oh, yeah. Sorry. My bad. My bad. All right. <laughs> But now we get a chance. We're going to take a look back at the series. And in uh, also in culmination with the real thing, October 27th, which is right near my birthday, yes. <laughs> the newest Saw movie is coming out. So what, about, what better time to look yeah, back exactly. at this whole series and kind of prepare ourselves for this latest offering? Yeah, Jigsaw comes out October 27th, so we will be taking a look at that on Film Studies, lumping it in with our retro spooker. Um, and we thought this year with Tech's out um, and with Jigsaw coming out, this would be a good opportunity to do this happens to be my favorite horror franchise um mm -hmm. so i look forward to being challenged by new mark <laughs> uh, i look forward to trying to persuade you over to the dark side uh <laughs> but uh we'll see how it turns out um the origins will come back maybe we'll put up one or two during the month if i have time to edit them together um and we've got some special ones today too don't we yes we do we have Stay some tuned. yep we have some special guests coming in hopefully get those in very soon. So, uh, new Mark, thanks very much for coming in. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Nostalgia Podcast.